Hi, Rodney Jane here. Not to point out the obvious, but it's end of financial year. At Bob Jane T-Mart, get up to $150 instant cash back on brands like Pirelli, Dunlop, Beef Goodrich, Continental, Bridgestone, Moto Sportex and more. Alloy wheels from $125 and quality tyres from only $69. That's right, just $69. And we won't be beaten with our best tyre price guarantee. Call or shop online today at Bob Jane T-Mart's. We'll look after you. T's and C's apply. coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. Hey, it's the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels here. My name is Grant Rowley. What a weekend we just had up in Darwin. Always great to get out of Melbourne's wintry winters and into the beautiful Darwin sun, a, uh, an amazing part of the world. Uh, some pretty cool racing up there. Lots of controversy as well with the supercars. It's got everyone talking, which is great and uh, I guess frustrating for some, but at least we're all talking about uh, supercars and plenty more talk to come as well as the season just starts to build up. Okay, so I had uh, I had last week off, and uh, which was a little bit of a shame. Thanks for those who uh, messaged with some concern, but um, we uh, are back this week. But I'm going to run two of um, Mark Fogarty's pretty cool interviews that he did while he was up in Darwin. Of course, folks from uh, Parked Up Plus. That's every Monday afternoon. And folks spoke to Mark Winterbottom and Simona De Silvestro. Now, Winterbottom so, scored his first race win in something like, I think I saw a stat, it was over 2,000 days since he'd scored a race win in supercars. So uh, a bit of a comeback of sorts for Frosty in the DeWalt Chevy. And uh, folks grabbed him after that win uh, to, to really go through what that what it meant and what it felt and and where he feels uh, the next stage of his career is going to go. And folks also spoke to Simona Di Silvestro while she was up in Darwin. Uh, great to see her face back in the supercars paddock. And uh, of course, folks took the opportunity to grab her for a quick chat to see what her future holds both overseas and possibly here in Australia. So I'll play that interview in its entirety. Um, before we get into all of that, there was a uh, there was a short piece that I did with Rodney Jane. Of course, uh, he is the big boss at Bob Jane T-Mart's great supporter of the Parked Up podcasts. And uh, one thing I'd always been interested in is the adverts that Rodney does on radio and on TV. Of course, you see his face. Uh, spruiking all of the uh, different promotions that they have going on. Now, that was born out of uh, it's a, a bit of a family legacy because his dad, Bob Jane, used to do very, very similar ads. So I talked to Rodney about how it all started uh, for his dad and and uh, when he and when was he handed over the baton. Um, so, but before I play my little chat with Rodney, uh, let me just play you a couple of the old, very old Bob Jane T-Mart's adverts, the original adverts that were run on Australian televisions 
Uh, these, of course, feature uh, feature Bob there. Absolute classics. Bob Jane Teammarts is celebrating its 51st year in 2023. Absolute iconic Australian brand. Uh, we're proud to have them as partners of Parked Up Plus. But here's a couple of uh, very old school Bob Jane Teammarts adverts. I'm Bob Jane. Tires are my business, and you'll find specialists in tires at all my Teammarts ready to help you choose the right tyres for your car. This is the famous Kleber V12 steel belted radial. Ten years ago in France, I discovered an incredible radial tyre. In consumer tests against the world's best radials, it was voted number one. That tyre was the Kleber, and I introduced it to Australia. Today, the Kleber V12 steel belted radial still rates, in my opinion, as the best mileage tyre in the world. All my T-Marts give you Quality products, professional service, excellent prices, no deposit terms, and a written guarantee as well. You can bet your life on Bob Jane's tyres. He does. I'm Bob Jane, and I'm here at Calder Raceway. You've heard me talk about ball tyres. Now let me show you just how dangerous they are. This car has one ball tyre on the front. Watch what happens in an emergency in the wet. Okay, this is a racetrack. What about on the highway? An accident? A ball tire is one where the tread is less than the white border on your bank card. And that's dangerous and illegal. This Easter, you can get from all of my T-Marts a brand new cross ply for only $22.50. Or a brand new textile radial for only $29.90. I challenge any tire dealer to beat my prices which include fitting and static wheel balancing. I personally recommend every brand I sell, and I'll give you a written guarantee with every purchase. This Easter, bring your ball tyres and your bank card to any Bob Jane T-Mart and drive safely. So they were the old adverts. Here's Rodney Jane talking about what the adverts mean to Bob Jane T-Marts. At the start of this very pod and on our TVs and our radios, we get to hear your voice uh, all the time with the promos. It's, uh, you must, it feels like you must spend most of your life sitting inside studios recording new audio and new vision for Bob Jane T-Mart's adverts. Tell us about uh, doing those uh, TV radio promos. Well, first of all, I've got to sort of put it front and centre. Um, it was not my choice. Um, if you go back to when I started doing it in 03, I think it was. So I was really fortunate enough to employ, employ um, or have... Ex, um, can I start this again? There you go. So um, the first thing I want to say is it wasn't my choice to um, be in the ads. Um, it was the first thing from what I wanted. Um, in 2002, I was really fortunate to um, convince a guy called Peter Hamden to come and join our... Uh, business. Um, Peter had worked at Bridgestone, he'd, he'd resigned from Bridgestone and I'd bought tyres from him for about three years and he was the smartest guy I knew in the industry. And anyway, finally convinced him to come and work with us after six months of begging him. Um, he joined us. One of the first things he said is, he said, I'm going to put you in the ads. And I said, oh, like, don't be stupid. I said, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard of, Peter. And, uh, you know, I speak all right today, maybe. That's, that can be judged by what whatever you're hearing here. But um, I certainly couldn't speak very well back then. I certainly didn't have a voice for radio or a face for TV. Um, and Peter goes, nah, nah. He goes, look, your dad's been in the ads, second-generation Australian business. 
I'm going to put you in the ads. Now, Peter had been responsible for putting Peter Brock and Bev Brock in the Bridgestone ads. And it was his view that, you know, that the only thing to do was to put me in the ads. And I think, you know, that the first ad we did is probably the first half of the first ad we did is probably one of my favourites because it's, um, you know, my dad did a handover and, you know, it still rings in my head every day. Um, you know, it was out at Epping Team Art and, you know, we, we filmed it and, you know, it's my dad saying, you know, that we, we got, I pulled out one of my oldest favourite ads of him in the 70s, um, basically saying I challenge anyone to beat my prices and he's wearing a tweed jacket and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a rough diamond but, you know, he did it extremely well. And um, anyway, and then it, we flashed to him going, my, that was me 30 or 50 years ago, I can't remember. And my, haven't things changed? And, you know, it was a really proud moment for me to just see my dad in the old and the new. And then, you know, he does a handover to me and then that was the, you know, the handover to me doing the ads. So, you know, like I think if you look back and listen to them and watch them, they were terrible. Um, according to me, I thought they were really bad. So, um, you know, thanks to Peter, that's how it started. And, um, you know, as we move through, you know, I don't really spend a lot of time doing the voiceovers. You know, to be really frank, our ad was filmed in 2007, I think it was, or eight. Um, so the graphics haven't changed other than, um, you know, with the, the tyres and the promos we do. And, you know, the voiceovers, you know, I do them once a month. And, you know, look, you don't have to be that talented to do what I do because they are essentially, um, you know, our promos, you know, they vary each month, but it's all around tyres, it's all around brands, it's all around price. So, you know, um, you know, I always say jokingly I'm the cheap lack of talent that's on the um, on the TV ads. Um, but it's, you know, look, it, it, I don't know whether it's been good for us or bad for us. Um, you know, it's certainly probably a lot cheaper because no one has to pay me to be in them. <laughs> but, uh, they, you know, I, I think Peter's legacy... Um, you know, is, is the right one. You know, I think being a family-owned business is important to us um, and knowing that you're dealing with our family, you know, is, is a good thing. Um, you know, I grew up in this business. You know, the values of our business hopefully have still stayed. You know, we don't get it right every time, but, you know, we try desperately to get it right every day. Um, you know, we put a lot of work into working with our state and store teams to make sure they understand that, you know, for us the customer comes first every time. Um, and yeah, we stuff that up sometimes, but in the main, we get it right better than anyone else in the market. The market research says that, our customers tell us that. And, you know, for us, you know, profit, you know, my dad always taught me that, you know, profit is is not an outcome. Well, I'll, I'll rephrase that. He always taught me that, you know, like if you do a good job and you look after a customer, you know, profit is a consequence of that outcome, which is a Henry Ford saying. But if you put profit first, you will truly fail. And, you know, we you know, we've really focused on that, you know, since my dad started the business, you know, like if we do a job and we do it well, you know, people will come back to us. Um, and, you know, I always say to the guys, you know, like when we're trying to teach new guys how to, you know, how to look after a customer, you know, you sort of say, well, our simplest transaction is someone turns up to a store, you walk out to the car, you make them in the car park, you look at their tyres on the car, you show them whether they're worn out or not. And if they're worn out, the first question is, how do you like the tyres that are on your car? And the beauty of selling all the different brands we sell is if they've got Bridgestones on there and they go, oh, they're fine, you go, well, how about we put those back on? Oh, yeah, great. Right, if they're Michelins, we're like, well, how about we put those back on? You know, it's the path of least friction and, you know, people don't think you're trying to sell them, you know, something and, and that is the biggest challenge for our business. People often come to a store thinking you're going to upsell them 
or cross-sell them on something that's good for you but not good for them. And, you know, our motto that I was taught by my dad and all our predecessors was, you know, like if you sell what someone the right tyres, you sell them at the right price and you get the right outcome, you know, you've got that customer for life. Um, you stitch them up, you overcharge them, you do the wrong thing, you know, they're never going to come back. So, you know, our cycle we're trying to do is, you know, amazing customer service with great people that are passionate about tyres and, you know, our slogan is we'll look after you and that's, you know, hopefully what we do. And, you know, when we don't, we desperately try to fix it. And, um, you know, we, we, but we're not perfect like any retail company. You know, people have good days and bad days, but, you know, that's the core of our business is, you know, is trust and looking after customers. And, you know, I've been putting the ads uh, through a, a process that I didn't want to be, but, um, yeah, like now I'm happy that I do it and, you know, my kids think it's funny. My mates give me plenty of crap about it. And, um, you know, I still I'll drop the kids off at school some days and, um, you know, the, there'll be three kids walking past. I'll start singing the Bob Jane Tmart song. That happened to me when I was a kid. It happens to my kids. And, you know, I think it's a legacy of, you know, what a, a great brand and a great branding process that, again, I didn't start. The Bob Jane jingle started in the 70s. It was pretty cheesy. If you go back on YouTube and find it, it's, you know, it's a pretty cheesy jingle. But, you know, an iteration of it still exists today and the brand, the logo is quite unique. And, you know, we, we do a lot of advertising. So, yeah, our brand's out there, which means I'm out there a lot. Cool. Thank you, Rodney. All right, let's get into some of these chats that folks had done. With... First, we'll go with Mark Winterbottom. Uh, first win in six years or seven years, a long time between drinks for the former Bathurst 1000 and touring car slash supercars champion. Uh, he had a big smile on his face on Saturday at Hidden Valley Raceway. And here he is, Mark Winterbottom with Mark Fogarty. Well, Frosty, a win is a win is a win. And after so long, you've had a little time to reflect. In, in, the, scale, in the scheme of things, in the scale of things, how big was that victory? Um, oh, it's one of the most special I've had, to be honest. Um, you know, any win in this category is, is, is tough, you know, like I, I keep saying it, but it's, it's bloody tough and it's getting harder. It's not getting easier, it's getting harder. And um, you just got to battle, you got to get everything right. Everything has to go right. And um, yeah, to win it with Team 18, you know, even this year for the, the guys and girls, they've, they've built their own car, there's, there's, everything's done in house. So I'm so proud that we've won it that way too. You know, like when I joined with Charlie, I thought like, let's, you know, Let's build this up, one car, two car, get this guy, get that guy, go poach him, go poach that. And it's very hard like, to get the perfect crew around you. And um, we've got young guys, old guys, like a bit of everything. And to win it um, and to come in and share that moment, um, yeah, it's one of the most special ones because the Tickford wins really, like the team just did everything and you rocked up and drove. I'm so invested here in what goes on behind the scenes. People don't see it, but so invested and um, yeah, you feel even more special because you've contributed in, you know, off track as well as on track. Certainly you and Davo are proof that life continues after 40. I mean, we've seen it in AFL and some other football codes, you know, the extending the life of, you know, star players. It's happening here. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I'm fit and fit and so is Davo. Like, we're both fit and we give, and Courtney too, you know. Us three would give these young blokes a kick in the ass in a lot of fitness things, and that's not arrogant. That's just because we work hard because you have to because young guys just rely on natural youth and stuff. We, you know, we're in the gym smashing PBs because um, we might be just bitter old blokes or whatever it is. But um, 
yeah, we work, we work hard. So we're fit, um, yeah, got experience, but, um, you know, you always feel like you're driving okay. And then I think the day that you stop that feeling, you just give up, like you quit, because if you're not driving well, there's no use stuffing around. I, I've put so much into it off the track that, um, yeah, if you weren't doing a good job, you, but you don't get noticed until you win. You know, like as some of the drives for 10th, you know, I've got Scotty Pye that's, he's a bloody good driver. And um, if you beat him, it's a result. You know what I mean? So you don't get recognized, but you get a trophy and it's like, you know, it kind of sure. gives you back in front of everyone again. Okay, so you broke the long drought. You've scored a win. Of course, you can win. But realistically, as we progress in this season, are others in the offing? Um, sure. Like, I think, you know, you win one, why can't you win two? You know, that's got to be the mentality. But... We've got areas, um, you know, we need to tidy up. We're not, we're not perfect, um, but that's a good part. It's the enjoyable part about this team is that we've got so much growth opportunity, and um, you know, it's such a fun environment. And it'd be more fun when we're winning. And that yesterday, we're, you know, I can just feel that the morale's always been good when we're fixing panels and shit. The car's just a mess. Everyone still pumps their music. They're laughing. They're having fun. It's a really good crew. Um, but, you know, we need to believe and one win, we're as good as everyone else and one can become two, you know. We're obviously, with Testleby Towns, we'll see how we back it up. This, as the saying goes, one day a rooster, the next day feather duster. <laughs> it's a cruel sport and, and the Sunday here has brought you back to earth a bit, hasn't it? It has, but even yesterday I'm very humble with the win. It's not like, you're not one of those guys going, we're going to win championships, we're going to win it. Like, we won one and it's like, that is bloody amazing. Let's go reset and we'll celebrate next week because any win and any achievement a team has, whether it's a pole position or first podium or, you know, that's Team 18's first win. So it's a big moment, you know, and we'll, um, we'll celebrate it. And then, you know, today, you know, we got done in the pits a bit in that one. I think we could have got third in that one, in that last race. And then uh, we went early in qualifying, qualified 23rd. It's like, we're still making little mistakes. Um, where some of the big guys that have got confidence, like the, the T8s, and every week they're nailing it. And that's, that's our next challenge. Tick one, get a win. Um, two, top fives, get podiums, be that consistent team. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm loving my time here, but I, I love a weekend with a win <laughs> far more than a tough weekend. So that's what we need to do. You've signed through to the end of next year here, haven't you? Yeah, I'm okay. next year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... A lot of people probably, frankly, would have wondered why you re-signed with Team 18 for another couple of years. You know, you could have retired, you know, got a cushy job as a gun <laughs> co-driver. But, you know, that win has proved how good your decision was to keep going, I guess. Yeah, um, I back myself. I know I'm a good driver and I don't have to be told or, you know what I mean, I know, I know I'm driving well and if I'm not, I'll, give, I'll stop because um, I don't want to waste a seat. I've got a lot of respect for, for Charlie. And when I signed with him, I said, we'll turn this into a... When I leave and finish, I want this to be a front-running team. And I don't want to hang on and hang on, but um, I've got a lot to give. And I think, um, you know, I think racing for Charlie makes you feel younger, you know? Like, it's, he's a very passionate... Um, wears his heart on his sleeve. And we communicate, like, on the phone, what about this, what about that? Um, and you do so much off the track with him as well and yeah just trying to 
get the team to the front, you know, and I think um, I still got a lot more to give before that day um, comes. And then, you know, even when you co-drive, I'm so invested. Like it's it's hard to it's hard to walk away because you're very invested, you know. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy I signed with him and happy that I could give back. Even you know, even the four days with with Tickford and everything, you just wanted to win a championship with him. I don't start things and don't finish. Mm. And, and you're gutted, like I would have been gutted leaving Charlie, not giving him a win, you know? Like that's, it's um, it's just what you told him you'd do. And I don't know, I don't really do contracts and shit like that. I do handshakes and words and pretty pretty honest person. So when you look someone in the eye and go, I'll win you a race, yeah. Well, job done, you've achieved that goal <laughs> and gives you an incentive to go for more. I think I told him I'd win more than one race, so I've got shit to do, but um, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's a good team. Very good team. We've got great sponsors. Like everyone rides the low, and it's so good when you get a high. You know, like it makes that win. That's why yesterday's win. Um, it's not Bathurst. It's not you know. It's not the big marquee one, but it's a bloody good win. And even going upstairs, we had 50 Fuchs people upstairs, and that is they're just pumping. They're on board. Everyone's invested because they've rode the wave, and yeah, a wins wins a good result. Well, big congratulations, and it's great, again, after all this time, to be interviewing you as a race winner. I've missed you, folks. I've missed you, so thanks, man. Good on you, Frosty. Thanks. Thanks, Frosty. So now let's go to folks' chat with Simona Di Salvestro back in Australia to watch some of the supercars action unfold in the uh, sunny parts of the world up there in Darwin. It was a great weekend. Great to see Simona. And here's Fogues' full chat with Simona. Simona, welcome back to Australia and to Supercars. What's it like being back? How how are you enjoying the weekend? Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be back, just seeing everyone. You know, I haven't seen uh, a lot of people for over three and a half years. And uh, it was, uh, you know, I was on, uh, on holiday in Bali. And then I was like, you know, it, it's kind of close to Australia. So I should come and see everyone, to be honest. I was planning to do that for a long time. And uh, uh, it's, yeah, decided to come up here to Darwin because I figured I'll see most of the people that I know here. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's cool to see, cool to be back. <laughs> Have you missed supercars? Um, yeah, you know, I, I really had a good time here when I raced here, but for sure, you know, I think I had a lot of cool things happening as well in the meantime. Uh, but yeah, you know, I always watch the races. I try to watch as many as I can, you know, and especially the Bathurst and stuff like that. I uh, always kind of keep an eye on it, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Bathurst, <laughs> there's been a lot of talk that you were in the frame at one stage for a co-drive or a drive in a wildcard entry, which didn't happen did it get quite close though oh uh, you know it's funny like there's always this rumor going around you know every year and stuff like that and uh, yeah there's always a little bit of talk but you know so far nothing has uh, has come together so uh, so yeah it always kind of gets close but then it doesn't so we'll see what happens in the future yeah I would say yeah <laughs> and you've been catching up with people here at Hidden Valley Raceway and talking I mean clearly you're available <laughs> to co-drive at Bathurst at some stage. So, I mean, have you have any discussions, didn't you have vague interest? Uh, well, I, you know, I did see a lot of people and for sure, you know, I think people know that I would be definitely interested in uh, coming to Bathurst. You know, I think it's one of those races. It's a bit like Le Mans in the 500, you know, if you 
I think as a driver, if you can have the time to do it and get the chance to do it, you, you want to do it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, I, I'm, I'm open to it. But, you know, I think uh, a lot of pieces have to come together and it has to be uh, uh, kind of the right opportunity, I would say. And uh, yeah, just the pieces have to fall into place to, to make it happen, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're probably aware that the chat around the place here has been that originally you were due to be racing here in a wildcard entry and in fact that's that's why you're here because the travel arrangements had been made no no that's not it not at all it has nothing nothing to do with that actually like the the reason was uh, that uh, so I, i'd been planning to come to australia for a while the last few years but with all my racing and the commitment with porsche just flying from switzerland to australia you need a bit of time and uh, i just never had enough time to really make a concrete plan and uh, it just happened that you know I was in Jakarta for Formula E uh, two weekends ago and then uh, you know I just kind of then I was like you know I'm, I'm halfway there it, it just makes sense to come and see everyone you know I have a, a lot of friends on the Gold Coast as well you know I had a kind of like Australian parents as well there let's say it and uh, you know I hadn't I just hadn't seen them in a long time and uh, I think there was a lot of people that Kind of were really close close to me and it would just make made sense to come and see everyone and you know coming to darwin is it was just instead of flying to melbourne and trying to see everyone from the team it just made sense to come here and that that's all it is really to be honest <laughs> so correct me if i'm wrong but you're busy with porsche but not not a lot of racing so what's keeping you busy uh, well, actually, but the Formula E program with Porsche keeps me pretty busy because uh, I'm part of the development team and, uh, and reserve, so I do have to go to most of the races. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, last year I had the chance to get back into IndyCar as well, and that, that was close to, to being something that was going to happen this year. And uh, unfortunately, it just didn't come together quite late in the, in the game. So that's what created this situation this year a little bit, which unfortunately is... Uh, yeah, maybe not so much racing, but you know, sometimes there's years like this where it just is what it is, and uh, I think next year is going to look pretty good. So I'm uh, pretty excited about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and you haven't really been doing any GT racing either, have you? No, I haven't really done a lot of GT at the moment. You know, I think uh, it's GT is a pretty special world. You know, and uh, and and yeah, the, you know, just because I was going to do IndyCar as well, you know, it just. I didn't really push any other opportunities because if I was going to do IndyCar, it would have been quite busy. And uh, and yeah, you know, it's uh, and then when you're late in the game, then you know it is what it is. And uh, so that was the focus, you know, at the end of last year was really to get back into IndyCar. Yeah. So apart from hanging around at the events as a reserve driver, I guess you do simulator work and any actual track testing. Yeah, we do. So, you know, we, uh, with Porsche, they had a, the Gen 3 came out, so there was a lot of testing going on uh, in the off-season with that. And, uh, yeah, in Formula E, you do a lot of sim work. Uh, so you spend a lot of time in the simulator, and, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of development happening there. So that's, that's actually quite busy, for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, as I said at the top, it's great to see you back. Hopefully, maybe next year sometime we'll... We'll see you back if, if your, your schedule next year, if it allows you, you'd like to do the Bathurst 1000, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I'm open to it. It's one of those races uh, you want to be part of. And uh, for sure, if the opportunity is right, I think uh, there could be a possibility. Why not? Yeah. And we thank 
all of our guests for this episode of Parked Up. Of course, you can hear more Parked Up Plus every Monday, Girls on the Grid every Monday, uh, and a brand new Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast just dropped uh, a couple of days ago, and that was with Rowan Harmon. Uh, he is a, uh, a long-time stalwart of the Australian motorsports scene, uh, from grassroots level all the way up to national level. Uh, definitely worth a listen. Just uh, search up Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast. Okay, that's it. I'm Grant Rowley. Enjoy the rest of your week. You've just listened to another Network Car production.